Let's turn to Iraq now. And 20 years since the US troops invaded Iraq and after years of fighting against terrorism and corruption, the country's president says Iraq is now turning a new page. In his first English-speaking television interview since taking office in October, President Abdul Latif Rashid spoke to me about the new period of relative peace and stability that Iraq is enjoying. He says the country is now focused on tackling important issues like climate change, regional security and global investment. Uh, I think any investment, especially for foreign investment, there are a number of factors which are very important. First of all is the opportunity. And according to our government program, there are a lot of opportunities for investors to come and invest in Iraq. Second, the paramount factor which encourages investors is safety and security in the country. And I'm glad to report that Iraq is enjoying a period of peace, safety and security for investors. Uh, there, there are other factors which really encourage investors to uh, modify our rules and regulations regard to the procedures of financial transfer and at the same time fiscal policy and improving certain rules and regulations which are attached to investors and the banking system. And the government is very serious to take actions along all these lines. And I want to report again, the security of Iraq is good and Iraq has been enjoying a period of safety and security for the last few years. What about corruption? Uh, there has been over the many years a worry about the level of corruption in Iraq. In fact, in a recent news article, the director of the Iraq Initiative at London's Chatham House said the system of corruption and political patronage is entrenched and has stifled any reform attempts for the past 20 years. What are you doing to address this? Well, corruption is a disease in any society and it's a serious disease. We have to fight it and we have to really put laws and enforce these laws against corruptions. We have taken serious actions. I know there are reports from outside, occasionally they mention corruption in Iraq. Iraq is not the only country which faces corruption. There are corruptions all over the world. But in Iraq, we have, we have taken very serious steps. We haven't announced all the steps which have been taken because we want to act seriously on corruption. And actually, I want to uh, mention that corruption for the last year or two has decreased in Iraq. And there are serious government policy to uh, abandon and to take actions against corruptions in all the departments and all the ministries and all the government activities. Let's talk about foreign policy now, Mr. President, because it's a difficult balancing act, isn't it, for Iraq to maintain meaningful bilateral relations with Iran, which are, of course, important, but also to keep the United States happy by ensuring that Iraq doesn't in any way facilitate, even accidentally, the violation of US sanctions against Iran. How are you currently trying to maintain that balance between the two? Well, we are, I'm glad to say and I'm very happy to say that our balance of relationship is good with every country. 
we have very good and strong relationship with the United States. And at the same time, we have very good relationship with the Iran, which is our uh, largest neighbor in Iraq, and we have been uh, in good relations with the uh, United States right from beginning, right from even uh, the, before 2003, not Iraqi government, Iraqi opposition groups. And at the same time with Iran, continuous relationship with Iran, and uh, I paid an official visit to Iran recently, and we outlined all our relationships with every country is based on Iraqi independent and beneficial contacts between the two countries or between any countries which we have. Not only with the United States and Iran, we have good relationships with all regional countries and we have good relations with European countries. I don't exclude any country not to have good relationship with it. Mr. President, the, Mr. Pre forgive me, Mr. President, the problem it, though with Iran, isn't it, is that you may enjoy good relations with Iran, but of course the United States at the moment does not. Does that not complicate things for you, given Iran's influence in Iraq? Well, it, uh, it, it hasn't complicated more than any other countries. We have good relationship with the United States, and we are in touch with the United States, and we are in consultations with the United States on every step. And we are, at the same time, keeping good relationship with Iran, with other countries in the region. Let's talk about Iran and Egypt, because there are reports, aren't there, that Iran, Iraq will potentially host meetings between Iranian and Egyptian officials. Is there truth... Uh, in that, and if there is well, going to be a detente between the two countries, how is that going to benefit Iraq? Uh, we, we hope to improve relationship with, with every country in the region, and we have played a part in improving relationship. I think the best example is the relationship between Iran and Saudi Arabia and at the same time, the relationship between other countries. I think good relationship between the, our regional countries and even outside regional countries is for everybody's benefit. I think tensions and challenges doesn't lead to a good relationship between the different countries. I think we can solve all our problems through dialogue, through consultations, and through improving relationships. Do you think that was key then? How, how important was it that Iran and Saudi uh, you know, started that rapprochement with each other? It's very important. It's not only important for the two countries, it's important for the regional countries, it's important for Iraq, and it's important for the other countries in the region. I think good relationship between our uh, regional countries are the benefit of all the countries. Let's talk about the Iraqi population and the, and the, the, the problems now facing uh, people who are living in the country, particularly now that we see that Iraq is considered the fifth most vulnerable uh, country in the world to climate crisis, according to the UN. Of course, it's suffering a drought in many parts. That's causing insecurity and displacement for many people. What is the government doing uh, to try and change the effects of the drought, which have been severe in many areas of the country? I fully agree with you. Drought and climate change is affecting almost every country in the area. And we are having our share of it. And the government is very serious about it. We have taken serious actions regarding improvement of our water system and at the same time dialogue with our neighboring countries. And furthermore, 
and the most important factor is to improve our water system in Iraq. I think we are taking very serious actions, but I agree with you. We suffered under the climate change. We suffered under shortage of water. And the basic reason for not tackling these problems was we suffered from the terror attacks and conflicts in Iraq for a long period of time. But the government's program is very clear, and we are taking a serious uh, decisions and serious actions to improve the water system in Iraq and fight the uh, drought and uh, other factors which are related to drought. Let's talk about some other uh, foreign affairs that are happening globally right now. Uh, in particular, what's happening in Russia. We saw some huge unrest over the weekend in Russia. What's your reaction to everything that has happened over the weekend in Russia? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Iraq has suffered a long period of time of conflicts, war, internal war, outside war. So we are anti-war in every part of the world. So our, our really message and our advice and our recommendation is this war should be stopped and dialogue should start to solve the problem between these two countries. Because this war is affecting everybody in the world. It's affecting European countries, it's affecting our countries, and it's affecting probably most of uh, economy in the world. But Iraq is uh, quite different, isn't it, isn't it, to many countries globally right now? Because Iraq is uh, trying, to a large extent, to strengthen bilateral relations with Russia uh, during a time when it is uh, the aggressor against Ukraine. Well... We, we are trying to really improve our relationship, Iraqi relations, with every country. And we are, as I said, we are friendly with every country in the world. And we are sending that message to every country in the world. That doesn't stop us from saying, recommending our ideas that stop, uh, the war doesn't help anybody. It complicates matter. And this war is going to stop one, uh, one day in the future. And the sooner it's going to stop, the better for everybody. And that uh, the international community should put pressure on these two countries to stop the war and to stop the conflict and start negotiations. I'm sure even at the end, through negotiation, will uh, both countries achieve their demands or come to some realizations of a improving relationship. Mr. President, do you see parallels, like some people have been writing about in recent uh, weeks, between the invasion of Ukraine by Russia and the invasion of Iraq by US-led forces 20 years ago? Oh, I think it's a different circumstances. I think the United States, when they came to Iraq, I don't consider it, it was an invasion. I think the uh, Iraqi population, Iraqi all, with all the nationalities, with all the religious groups, they wanted to get rid of dictatorships because the dictatorship in Iraq challenged the international community, challenged Iraqi people, challenged regional countries. So the, the circumstances are entirely different. I think uh, there wasn't maybe a few individuals who were attached to the uh, Saddam Hussein and the dictatorship. There wasn't any group or any political group or any section of Iraqi society was not against Saddam Hussein and was not uh, asking for help to get rid of Saddam Hussein. It's been just over 20 years since the uh, US-led forces 
uh, entered Iraq, invaded Iraq. Do you and do the Iraqi people believe that was the right thing to do? I think, we, as I said, we asked for international community to help Iraq to get rid of the dictatorship. And that wasn't um, a secret message. It was an open message. Oh, entire Iraqi oppositions, entire Iraqi populations were seeking international help to get rid of Saddam Hussein. This is one. But during the implementation of this program, obviously there were achievements and at the same time there were some mistakes made. Uh, and uh, hopefully in future we correct these mistakes and we are in a better position to realize what was uh, the right thing to do in Iraq and what was not at the same time implemented in a way we wanted it. That's the president of Iraq, Abdul Latif Rashid, talking to me. Uh, well, let's discuss this interview now. I'm joined by Randa Slim, a senior fellow at the Middle East Institute. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. And uh, I felt very much, Randa, speaking to the president, that a lot of his answers were very diplomatic in the way that he was talking. You know, he didn't really give a massive amount away on on many issues, particularly on the issue of Iran, which has been a thorny one insofar as the US is concerned. I mean, he's the president and it's more a ceremonial post uh, and he has to be aware of all the political, you know, uh, I mean, political uh, difficulties and challenges that that exist for for him and for for the post of presidency in Iraq. But I agree with you. Iran is a, a big issue. Iran is strongly present in Iraq, and this is not going to change anytime soon. They have a large border. There are historical, religious, cultural, economic ties between the two countries. But at the same time, we have seen in 2019, you have large portions of Iraqi youth, you know, burn Iranian consulate in the south of Iraq. Uh, and so I think the space, the political space, today in Iraq is not as welcoming or, let's put it, as strictly controlled by Iran as it used to be. It's becoming increasingly a politically contested space by Saudi Arabia, by Egypt, by Jordan, Iraq's Arab neighbors, and by the United States. Mm. And, you know, it's interesting, isn't it, to look at that in terms of the rapprochement between uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran, the potential rapprochement between Egypt and Iran, and the whole kind of geopolitical uh, regional changes that could bring about, and particularly changes for Iraq. Yes, I mean, look, any kind of rapprochement, in, in, in this case, détente between Saudi Arabia and Iran, is good for Iraq. Any rapprochement between Iran and uh, Iraq's other neighbors is good for Iraq. Iraq has always suffered whenever there are tensions, you know, between the United States, like during the Trump administration, uh, between the United States and Iran, between the Iran and Saudi Arabia. So any kind of détente rapprochement between these former uh, conflicting parties in, re in the region, but also extra-regionally, is, is, good, is good news for Iraq. I mean, it, it, it how to say, it removes um, the threat of Iraq, again, being a proxy theater for these parties to wage their uh, conflicts and disputes on Iraqi territory. Randa, very interesting at the end when I asked him about whether he or the people of Iraq believe it was the right thing to do the uh, invasion by US-led forces. 
clearly that's the kind of diplomatic answer a symbolic president is going to give. But one does wonder, uh, many people don't agree with that, do they? Correct. I mean, depending on who you ask in Baghdad, but also his answer is correct, is that you had large swath of the Iraqi population, particularly the Shia and the Kurds, who have suffered a lot during the Saddam uh, uh, dictatorship years. And so, and, you know, whether it's external opposition, but people in the inside. We know that, I mean, Kurds and Shia, but also a lot of Sunni have risen up over the years during the dictatorship years against Saddam. And 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 so the invasion, you know, it is an invasion. It is an occupation, no matter how you can, you know, you, you want to uh, reframe it. It is an invasion. Uh, but unlike, for example, in the case of Ukraine, in Iraq, you had a dictatorship, you had years of repression and oppression by this dictator against and, and, and killing. You had genocide committed against uh, the Kurds, you know, with the use of chemical weapons. So uh, uh, this is not the case in Ukraine. Ukraine, you have a democratically elected president. You have a population that pretty much supported, uh, you know, the current president right. and, and did not call for the invasion. Randa Slim, good to talk to you as always. Thank you very much. Thank you.